0: Welcome back to Highly Strange.
1: Happy 2024.
0: We're here. It's only been two months.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry. We are sorry.
0: This is the first thing we'd like to say. We are sorry that we was away. But I
1: feel like we won't make promises, but we will try our absolute best to be consistent from this Monday on. I can
0: absolutely <laughs> promise you that you're listening to a new episode right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a nice bit of COVID for a change. So, uh, yeah, it sort of pushed our plans back a little bit. Yep. But here we are. We're back! And I've got some wild news for you. Brilliant. Already January has been a crazy time in the world of UFOs. Yeah. Which I know you're plugged into.
1: In general. 2024 feels like
0: not a fresh start. (laughs) 2024 is the year that the Earth is going to burn. Yeah, continuation of doom. I've got some stories to reflect that. Okay, brilliant.
1: Put my faith in in humanity once again.
0: Let's just get into this weird UFO stuff. Okay.
1: I don't think I've actually seen any UFO news recently, so Mm. I'm going into this blind.
0: Unbelievable. I've been (laughs) tapped into this for weeks now.
1: Yes, but your algorithm is very different to mine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My
0: algorithm is horrible. (laughs) Right. You good? I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Buckle up. An unidentified flying object seen in a video flying over a US operations base in Iraq has been officially named the Jellyfish UAP, (laughs) according to UFO enthusiast Jeremy Corbell. I find enthusiast is a bit of a harsh word for him, but, you know... The UFO enthusiast shared the raw footage of the October 2018 sighting on his YouTube channel on Tuesday. So if you want to um, yeah, get that well, video up for me and just watch it while I... Um,
1: Should I do no sound then?
0: Yeah, because the sound's just like... for <laughs> like two minutes. <laughs> the video appears to show the jellyfish-like objects flying over a military base at a consistent speed and moving in one direction. Corbell said the vehicle was filmed over the Persian Gulf at night on an undisclosed day and time. So what, what are you thinking so far? I mean, it does look like a jellyfish. It does look like that. a jellyfish. It's really weird. And it was one of those things that if you saw, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's just a fake or whatever. But this is like released by the, the government. This is government footage or military footage. Corbell, who has reported on UFOs for years, said the object moved through a sensitive military installation and over a body of water, where it eventually submerged. After around 17 minutes, Corbell said the UAP re-emerged from the water and flew suddenly at a speed far more rapid than what technology could capture on camera. Like,
1: really close to the ground.
0: I don't... I think that might just be the angle which has been recorded. It's It's hard to tell, like how big it is, how high it is, and what speed it's going. But once again, we're seeing this idea of UFOs going in and out of the water without any sort of physics bearing upon it. I haven't got to any water yet. No, that's not not actually been released. There's footage of it, but it's not been released.
1: Uh, I mean, this looks like a child lost a balloon.
0: That I is know. a lot of people saying, oh, it's just balloons, like flying in a perfectly straight line across a m- secret military base. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? China. <laughs> it's a weather China. balloon.
1: <laughs> and why... Hang on, hang on. Right. Oh, got it a- just directly flew past, flew past Sorry, two people
0: Yeah, and they didn't even look up. No. So that's what... <laughs> We mean we don't know how high up it is and we don't even know if it's invisible because mm-hmm. this is like a flare, so it's sort of like a heat-sensitive camera. And what you see is the colours changing it, so we don't know whether it's actually changing temperature as well as to whether it's invisible because it does look slightly translucent. Yeah. So it's a, it is really weird. This UAP of unknown origin displayed transmedium capability, Corbell posted on X. Formerly Twitter. The origin <laughs> Just call it Twitter. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to give Elon Musk respect here. It's fine. I'll refuse to use the phrase X. <laughs> the origin, intent and capability of the anomalous aerial vehicle remains unknown. The UAP displayed a positive lift. The force holds an aircraft in the air without the typical aerodynamic means for lift and thrust, according to Corbell. Kind of in some
1: bits looks like a man with a jetpack. Because yeah. like little legs dangling.
0: Yeah. We had the old jetpack man before. I don't know if you remember the spate of people seeing this yeah. jetpack. And you know what that actually turned out to be? It was a drone, which someone put a cardboard cut out of a jetpack man <laughs> on it. <laughs> Corbell also shared a steal from a video Thursday showing a filmed object called the chandelier UAP. He said the image of the vehicle was taken over the Persian Gulf at an undisclosed day and time using thermographic technology. This vehicle of unknown origin had no conventional flight control services, Corbell said. So I've got this picture as well that I'm sending you right okay. now. This is the chandelier UAP. This is just a picture. There's no video of this at the moment. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's what was also officially photoed by the military so that's a really strange one as well but we've got no video or anything other than just this picture that Corbell released can i
1: ask can. and i know i'm going to sound like an idiot and w- let's just put that out on the airway shall we but who is corbell like what's he like as in what qualifies so, him to like have access to this and
0: so he's one of these people that was investigating i spoke about him when i spoke about david grush right so Is he's he in part one of, of those
1: groups with all the letters yeah
0: he's part of this sort of group so you have david grush corbell lou elizondo these people that are all somehow connected within the community right the but he's community not community like
1: a member of like military or anything like that no
0: no he's come somehow connected as sort of a journalist sort of situation right okay it's a bit vague where corbell sort of sits in all this because he's one these ufo influencers on youtube and he has a podcast and everything but he somehow has these connections within the industry i guess okay within the community so that's like the UFO news. Oh, well, at the, also there's the whole um, the mall, the Miami Mall alien, which I'm not really going to cover because I think that's a bit like weird. And then the Giants, which is also popular as well on TikTok, which I will talk about in a minute as well. But that's the silly news out of the way.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Are you still watching the video?
1: Yeah, I just it doesn't
0: really change after that point.
1: I never really know what I expect from the videos, so then I never really know like what would make me look at that and go, "Shit, yeah, that's that's something I really think, weird," or whether I just look at them and kind of go, "That kind of looks like there's just a speck of water on a camera lens."
0: I think the <laughs> aspects that makes me think that that's weird is the fact that that's actual military footage that they kept classified, mm. and that was only like unclassified and leaked because mm. if that was just a speck on, but the- and
1: also they're like only a very small part of it though like yeah because what makes that more interesting is the information that's tied to that video but that information isn't in that video
0: i would like to see the footage of it going into the water and coming back out of it Mm -hmm. but then there's this whole how does it get leaked and how dangerous is that for the person that gets the footage can they only get a certain amount of footage out and i I don't know how that works but that's what makes it interesting we don't know anything about it's not like what we would see like a a flying disc or whatever. That's what makes it weirder. Mm-hmm. It's that the US is documenting these weird jellyfish things or the chandelier thing. Yeah. It's so much weirder than what we would expect it to be. And that the US government knows knows more about that. Or do they know more about that? That's the thing. We don't know what they know about that. They just recorded it, put it on a server or hard drive somewhere and just like, well, don't know. Mm-hmm. Weird. But I'm sure... And it was
1: a what base, sorry, in Iraq?
0: It was just a, described as a military installation. Right. So we don't really know what sort of military base it was.
1: So, like, is it, though, just possible that that actually is, like, a drone dropping off resources?
0: I don't know. It it, it I can see how you say it does look like a drone, but I can, I don't know any drones now that look like that.
1: No, fair, and I don't mean that as like that's the answer. Conspiracy no. solved, and just saying like could like is that I no. think that happens sort of thing.
0: I think the way it was leaked is that they know that the government doesn't know what it is mm-hmm. basically, and I'm sure from the sounds of it, we're going to get more stuff like that come out this year. Yeah, just more weird stuff as it slowly ramps up and these hearings going on through Congress go on and on. So we'll keep abreast of it here, or I will anyway. Yeah, I'll leave that with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do find it interesting. I think it is, like I say, I don't really know what I expect to see to be the thing that is evidence. But then also, like, that video for me isn't it. But then, like, do you know what I mean? So that I don't actually know what I'm looking for to be the thing that makes me go, yeah, no, I can't explain that.
0: No, that's, that's the wild thing about the situation we're in, is that we're now at a point where the government is leak or leaked footage from the government officially confirmed to be from the government military of these weird things that like definitely look alien or whatever interdimensional, whatever is coming out. And people just like, eh, I don't know, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, what more apart from a saucer flying and landing on the White House like lawn and coming out to people needs? And that's the thing, because it's just so strange. It's It's weird.
1: It's just really frustrating that he hasn't put the bit of the water. But because I get what you're saying with like, oh, but maybe it's dangerous to do that. But then why also announce it? Like, why say that happened? Because then you're still putting yourself in the firing line of danger or whatever anyway, because you've still made that as an announcement attached to your name,
0: Yeah, but then haven't... Well, we don't know who Corbell got this from. Mm. That's the thing. So the person that gave the footage... I think Corbell... Has Corbell seen the footage? I don't know. I don't know. We'll move on. We'll find more about it. Interesting. Interesting. Very strange. Highly. Highly strange. Right. (laughs) Silly news done. On to something a bit more serious.
1: Aren't these all meant to be fun? (laughs) Isn't that the (laughs) point of the headlines?
0: (laughs) A man is in custody and en route to a hospital for mental health treatment after he jumps naked into the massive aquarium at the Bass Pro Shop Leeds thursday night
1: oh my
0: god police chief paul irwin said the incident happened about near closing time the 42 year old man was reported to be acting erratically and drove a vehicle (laughs) into a pole in the store parking lot after the crash he got out of his vehicle took off his clothes ran into the bass pro shop and jumped into the aquarium video taken by bystanders Showed the man to do a cannonball into the aquarium and later stand under the waterfall. Was it Kanye West? <laughs> it could. Have, have you seen what he did to his teeth? That I thought week, it was his like, kid's teeth. Sent to his kid's teeth, and he got his, like his own grill on his, mm. and he looks like Doctor Doom. He looks <laughs> <is> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Police were called to the store at 8.03pm Thursday after receiving multiple calls of a vehicle hitting a pole in the parking lot a naked man running into the store and a man swimming in the fish tank Officers heard a loud commotion and saw the man later identified as Owens in the nature display.
1: How big of a tank are we talking here?
0: I don't know the nature of this shop. I think it's like a fishing tackle slash fish shop. That's what and I it- mean
1: with like the tanks usually aren't
0: but that this is big. America, it could be like a really big thing. Everything's five it, times the size yeah.
1: of what we have, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Owens, the chief said, was jumping in and out of the large fish tank. He was very loud and yelling obscene comments towards officers and others inside the store, he said. Owens continued to yell obscenities as officers entered the gate where he was doing cannonballs and diving. It was then Owens plunged from the aquarium to the concrete floor below, knocking himself unconscious. The officer did not have a view of Owens exiting the tank, so they did not realise they had been knocked unconscious until later. The officer's body-worn cameras did not show Owens falling, but numerous citizens released footage from their cellular phones. (laughs) Irwin said Owens then rolled over and kicked one of the officers in the groin. (laughs) The officer was in a great deal of pain and pulled Owens away from the area that was wet and slippery, Owens said.
1: What was that, his groin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Owens continued to resist being picked up and removed from the store and had to be further restrained while being treated outside the store. The chief then said Owens claimed to be on drugs and tried to assault paramedics while they were checking on him. Owens' wife, Owens said helped police by putting underwear on him while he continued to be arrested. Once inside the police cruiser, Owens kicked the rear door so hard that it warped the metal. The top and bottom of the door is damaged to the point where the door may have to be replaced, he said, The defendant was taken and housed at the St. Clair County Jail, where they had nurses to care for him because of his combative nature. Owens is charged with second-degree assault for kicking the officer, first-degree criminal mischief for damages to the police vehicle... I love criminal mischief as a charge. ...and the parking pole, public lewdness for exposing himself in public, and reckless endangerment for intentionally crashing his vehicle with passengers inside. We are truly fortunate that our officer was not more severely injured during this assault... The defendant recovered from a very dangerous fault and immediately began to assault an officer and others. He damaged the property of Bass Pro Shops and the city of Leeds. He caused a scene that should not occur in public in front of many adults, children and employees, the chief says.
1: Oh my God, it's when the shop was open. Yeah. I assumed it was like, you know, after hours at least.
0: (laughs) Irwin said the incident is an example of what police officers face each and every day <laughs> move county
1: <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like a animal welfare charge
0: within that I don't know what he did to the fish in the tank
1: I'm also kind of gutted, he knows. <laughs> I'm kind of gutted that like he didn't explain why, as in like was that he thought he was a fish and he wanted to be with his natives. Is that like, I just fancied a swim and the pool was further away.
0: I think (laughs) what was going through your mind? I think originally they said he was suffering with mental health problems. And then it turned out that he just said he was on drugs. So I believe that that's probably both. both. I believe it was mostly meth to be honest with you. That is a, uh, that is a meth related crime once again. Wow. What a scene. You're just in there to get, like, fishing tackle and suddenly a screaming naked man comes in and cannonballs into a fish tank.
1: I like the idea, though, that he's still like, well, I can't go in with my clothes on. That's no. ridiculous. Right, no,
0: you've got to take your clothes off if you're jumping into a fish shop's aquarium. And then he got out, was knocked unconscious from the fall, woke up and kicked a police officer in the bollocks. It's, fun. it's a fantastic story.
1: I feel sorry, though, in, like, the terms of, like... If it's a serious mental health condition, you know, like when, when you're like recovered and like in your treatment and like managed your symptoms, that is out there forever that you are the guy that jumped in the aquarium.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I was just wondering what his wife was thinking, whether his wife was also methed out, or she was just like, oh, for God's sake. I'm,
1: I'm going to take a guess. He's not married. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he was at the time.
1: Oh, did it say that? Yeah, his, oh, I missed his, that. Sorry.
0: Sorry, his wife was there. Helping the police by putting underwear on him. Oh, while I did. Bra- I missed that. Why resisting? <laughs> I was just wonder. Was she also like cracked out? Was she like thinking, like, oh, for God's sake, what are you doing? She's just like, I, just, I told
1: him I was a mermaid. All right.
0: <laughs> I, I imagine they're both cracked out. To be honest, that's what I'm imagining.
1: <laughs> i think the fact that that story implies she just turned up and was like oh this again let me get his pants on <laughs> it's like that's not he does first radio. he does this all the time <laughs> yeah.
0: he just loves a bass pro shop are you ready for the next story sure <laughs> florida man here we go sue's dunkin donuts over injuries following toilet explosion oh god A customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against Dunkin' Donuts, claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations in in central Florida. What? Was Florida
1: where you did the pizza one, where the guy, like, got a gun out because there wasn't enough whatever he wanted? It's like a pizza pocket or something.
0: I don't know if that was Florida or not. Probably was. Paul Kerouac is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Dunkin' Donuts location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. The explosion left him covered in human feces, urine, and debris. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store's manager, according to a lawsuit. An employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet <laughs> since there had been previous incidents. The lawsuit wow. says, without diving into further details, the lawsuit says he suffered bodily injury and he has required mental health care and counselling since the incident in January. I'm not surprised. That's well
1: traumatic. So, are we making the assumption that?
0: Like a pipe exploded or something. I Maybe there was some sort of gas buildup within the cistern and the pipe or God. I don't know. In a Dunkin' Donuts where people are like oh. only coffee you're and sitting, like high fat
1: donuts. He That's, could have just
0: had like a fat old big old black coffee and just had like liquid shit and then it just exploded back at him. God. <laughs> Did you imagine you are sitting there, you are just having your coffee, you got your donut and then like... The toilet door bursts open (laughs) and it's just this guy, clothes shredded, covered in human feces and debris. And he's like, oh, God. (laughs) And you're just there just eating your donut. Like, (laughs) oh, this is one to tell when I get home.
1: That's going to put you off like chocolate iced donuts for a while, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) So I mean, I don't blame him for suing, to be fair. I think I would definitely try and do the same. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. I would as well, to be fair. 100,000 seems quite low.
1: Especially if for, got, like, a big firm like that, yeah. Because yeah, Dunkin' Donuts it, are, like,
0: corporate, aren't they? If he, was injure, if he was injured and you were getting mental health counselling, surely thousand's way too low. I'd be yeah. going into, like, the six figures for that.
1: Yeah, especially because, like, 100K as well, like, that would be before... The lawyer takes their yeah. cut and everything. Else. So you won't even end up with 100k. Well, uh-huh. Aim higher, people.
0: Yes. <laughs> Shoot for the stars. Go
1: for a slam dunk in Donut.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> this could be the most boring story I've ever done. But oh, the, brilliant. The, <laughs> the headline spoke to me. Okay. So this Gosh. is just like... You're about was, to
1: learn some things about Lulu on this podcast. This was
0: like... A highly strange headline story that I found in the Independent Times, which uh, like,
1: Independent is classically known for funny stories. Yes,
0: <laughs> sausage vending machines booming in Germany. <laughs> So the headline caught me and I was like, well, well I need to read it and I thought Sarah might want to hear this. Told you your algorithm, man. Some of the machines <laughs> sell three or four varieties alongside punnets of potato salad.
1: I'm not buying a sausage from a vending machine. That nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought after the last story you might want to hear about sausages and vending machines. <laughs> Hungry Germans craving a sausage in the dead of night are increasingly turning to vending machines for their breakfast, boxers, like and barbecue meats. Zombies
1: like <laughs> roaming the streets at night.
0: To be fair, how many times have you woke up in the, like two in the morning I could really do with like a frankfurter. N-
1: never. I,
0: could, well, I don't know. That's the difference between me and you. Well, That's what I'm saying. Like
1: Algorithms, l- minds. I like some late night needs. Meat. <laughs>
0: The machines are booming outside German cities where shops are less likely to stay open for long hours, according to a survey by German press agency. Especially in structurally weak rural areas, vending machine solutions are becoming increasingly popular, says Heike Richter, an industry spokesperson. Right. <laughs> There's a strong development towards the vending machine, which is used to deliver meat, milk, eggs and other products to customers outside of core opening times. Some butchers' vending machines sell three or four types of sausages and pints of accompanying potato salads so customers can buy all they need for a traditional hearty German feast.
1: Potato salad coming out of a machine. I just, well, imagine <laughs> it's
0: refrigerated.
1: Yeah, but still, like,
0: nah. Others stock eggs, milk, butter, fruits and vegetables so all the kitchens are available at any time. <laughs> I would be like... We need to a shop, I'll just pop to the vending machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there are over 570,000 vending machines in Germany, but despite their popularity, they're expected to complement rather than replace traditional shops operating in areas where shops may not be economically viable. Vending machines will play a complementary role in brick and mortar retailing, says Wolfgang Kampmeier <laughs> of the Berlin Brandenburg Trade Association. <laughs> In the international imagination, unusual vending machines have long had had an association with Japan, where they have known to sell everything from sake to underwear. <laughs> so that's a, a story about German vending machines.
1: I like the idea that, like, they're the vending machines where you get to, like, watch the glass go up and, like... Get your sausage, and and it's just like a claw,
0: and the sausage is wobbling.
1: Or like you know, like you're walking down the street at like 3 a.m. and there's like a guy like banging the vending machine, like my sausage (laughs) is jammed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It drops from a height, and it's the potato salad slaps (laughs) on the bottom. This is poorly designed. I like the idea of going to Japan now they've got sausage vending machines next to their dirty knicker <laughs> I don't vending think you buy machines. dirty
1: knickers at the vending machine no you do yeah,
0: yeah. You do, do you yeah yeah that's quite a, a industry in Japan oh I thought you it's just the... meant
1: like you'd get clean
0: no <laughs> they're used <laughs> they went to Dunkin
1: Donuts before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've always said I wanted to go to Japan, but, you know, not for the used yeah, underwear. finish that
1: sentence, mate.
0: <laughs> no, but to be fair, if you're a tourist to Japan, you would have to get something from the used underwear vending machine. Just as like a souvenir. <laughs> no. I think I'm going to go with a wife and come back divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. She's still mad at me. <laughs>
1: That's fine. She's still
0: mad at me from when I talked about the bears. Right, well, let's not bring it back up then. <laughs> So earlier I said about the alien giants in the hills. Yes. Yes. New twist in the mystery of the 10-foot alien scene stalking Brazilian So Sorry, hills. do you
1: just want me to go from aliens to exploding toilets to sausage vending machine and then back to aliens? Honestly,
0: <laughs> I, when I was formatting this and I had all the stories, I thought I'm going to come up with a really great order. <laughs> Social media has been alight this week after footage captured by tourists during a mountainous hike in the Brazilian island of Ia do Mel appeared to show a 10 foot tall alien roaming the hillsides.
1: Oh, I actually saw this. Yeah. i have seen, seen the this? clip and the video. Oh, and stuff OK. Here, yeah. OK. Because I was like, oh, it kind of looks like Slender Man.
0: All right, Cool. Amateur ufologists pounced upon the footage within minutes of it being posted, declaring the towering beings to be alien visitors making an expedition to Earth. I fucking hate the English media. <laughs> this article made me angry. <laughs> One TikTok user, Annie.V, said, I have a house there. The day this happened, all the residents were in shock. One local even quipped it was the footballer Peter Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. I weren't going to include this story, but I saw that line and thought, we do love Peter Crouch in this podcast. Peter Crouch responded on Twitter, we were on a family holiday, please respect our privacy at this time.
1: (laughs) I like how he didn't clarify if it was in Brazil though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he could have been on holiday in Brazil.
0: The government of Paraná states even made light of the alleged sighting, with a spokesperson claiming, our summer is from another world. (laughs) Even strange beings come here to enjoy our coastline. But it turns out the truth is something a little more mundane. Following days of speculation, the alien has finally (laughs) revealed... looking at the video. The alien has finally revealed himself to be none other than Italian basketball star Felipe Motta. I watched the video, right, and you can clearly see he's got a hat on. Yeah, yeah. When did aliens come Sorry, to yeah, Earth that's with what like I a meant. fucking baseball man, cap like, on?
1: Oh, I'm surprised this isn't being pushed out as, as hat man evidence.
0: I, I think it's just because all the alien stuff was happening at the same time and this was just like, yeah, we'd chuck this in as well. Felipe, who plays for Brazil's Flamingo Club, said, I went on a trail to enjoy nature and this view. But then people took a photo of me, sent it to the gossip page and called me strange. <laughs> Poor Felipe. Felipe, who measures up at just two metres or six and a half feet, says he often gets teased about his height. But this one was off the scale. He said, some things have to stop. <laughs> so he wasn't <weren't> very happy. <laughs> Getting mistaken for an alien giant. when Oh, you're see, just I'd like to run
1: with that though. <laughs> like, now, like... You know, he. I'd be like, my basket skills
0: are unearthly, and like, <laughs> I'd, I'd run with that. That'd be yeah. his nickname from yeah. the commentators, like Alien Man.
1: I'm surprised, like, there was no headlines of like Space Jam. Yes. Space Jam. <laughs>
0: oh, see, so you should work for the Daily Mail.
1: <laughs> I didn't go into his nationality. <laughs>
0: So that's the sort of quality headline that they were missing. (laughs) Right, this one I've taken from a really long... I thought it was a news article, but it turned out to be more of an essay sort of thing, but it's an ongoing situation. Okay. Kelly Donoghue proceeds with trepidation when she takes her four dogs for a walk. Even though it's broad daylight, she scans the streets before she makes a turn, vigilant for the omnipresent threats that's taken over her memorial area neighborhood. She's checking the roads, treetops and bushes for peacocks. <laughs> for decades, peacocks, more accurately called peafowl, have stalked <laughs> Donoghue's Heathwood neighborhoods, shrieking from homes and trees and charging at humans and pets. The peafowl, she said, are prone to attacking humans, animals and cars and can cause serious property damage to homes. They walk into traffic without hesitation, creating unsafe driving conditions for motorists. I saw them smashing into a car the other day, she reported. They tear up roofs and break windows. Once they even chased a group of kids. (laughs) Compounding the issue, said Heathwood resident Linda Aber, is the fact that all the birds started out as one small privately owned flock. Aber believes the birds are all inbreds, which she said raises ethical questions about whether they should be allowed to continue to reproduce. The Heathwood flock are notorious among Texas ornithologists and invasive species experts. Fred Collins is a wildlife biologist and former president of the Texas Audubon Society Advisory Board. I don't know what the fuck (laughs) that is, who has been studying the birds since they were introduced to Houston in the late 1950s. The peafowl were brought to the area by Vargo's restaurant, which closed in 2012. Many of the birds left Vargo's property, he said, settling in the nearby neighbourhoods. I don't know why there's a restaurant that had a load of <laughs> peafowl. What started out as a small flock of birds grew well into the hundreds by the 2010s, he said, and the flock has continued to expand. While the birds drifted into most of the neighbourhoods surrounding the Buffalo Bayou, Colin stated that the birds causing issues in heathwoods have congregated in such dense numbers because they're being fed by residents. Without owners to manage the flock, the birds are breeding out of control. (laughs) While many residents feed the seed and dried cat foods, none of the flocks in the area are managed, he said. No one has actively managed any of the Houston flocks since at least 2000s. These birds seem well adapted to a feral existence in urban environments with large yards and adjacent woods. In addition to breeding out of control, flocks without management will become more aggressive towards humans. The peafowl population has also gone from a more domesticated situation at Vargos to a feral structure which which can make them more aggressive, says Ashley Morganovera. Director of Research and Education for the Texas Invasive Species Institute at Sam Houston State University like Collins Morgan Oliveira is familiar with the Heathwood flock due to its notoriety as a problematic feral flock <laughs> Several studies on PFAL population management in non-native habitats across the globe highlight the aggressive nature of the feral populations and it is especially heightened during the mating season he said Mating season, according to Rick Urban, curator of birds at the Houston Zoo, occurs year-round at Houston. Peafowl. <laughs> Mating seasons all year.
1: Peacocks be peacocking.
0: <laughs> Peafowl in their native India will mate in the spring, but with Houston's warm cli- climate and omnipresent humidity, breeding season in Houston never ends. That means any bird at any time can exhibit mating aggression. And this is what causes peafowl to attack cars and windows, Urban says. Peacocks aren't very intelligent. And they see their reflection in a... (laughs)
1: Outsmarted your town, mate.
0: (laughs) You never heard like peacock brain.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair. But still, their heads are tiny, wouldn't you expect? Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) Peacocks aren't very intelligent and they'll see their reflection in a shiny surface like glass or metal (laughs) and they think it's a rival peacock so they attack it, he said, They can cause a lot of damage. Listen up, residents of Heathwood. Heathwood in Houston, Texas. We have the solution.
1: Go on. Peacock, beaver drop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's how you get them out of your town. It's been successful before. Can peacocks fly? So no, they
0: can't. Oh, okay, so we will so should gather them in boxes peacock, and chuck beaver them drop. into them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
1: peafowl beaver drop. <laughs> I've, I've solved it. all right? If anyone's listening in that Texas Foundation of whatever,
0: imagine living in this neighbourhood and you're like walking the street and suddenly you're being charged by like a flock of peacocks. Did you
1: see in the news uh, the in Sittingbourne near us, so in Kent, the emu?
0: Yes, I remember that, yeah.
1: This emu like escaped and it was Horrible on someone's like ring doorbell <laughs> and they called the police. And the funniest thing about it is the owner of the emu was like, I had to leave halfway through my Wetherspoons curry to go and get the emu. Oh, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> I think she got fined though for like a dangerous bird to get out. But uh, yeah, it's just the fact that she was like, I was eating curry. and I had to leave (laughs) and go and get my fucking emo.
0: I remember a while ago my mum sent me um, a picture they had like a peafowl just like roaming out in their like estate where they live and I was like cool
1: and they are like beautiful but yeah
0: I see only the males that are like that though are the females also blue with all the um,
1: they don't have all the like coloured tails that is male because I
0: think when they're young they're like grey and horrible looking things aren't they
1: I deny it, but the females don't have
0: because their bright colors are to attract the females, yeah. aren't they? they like look fabulous ducks and angry peacocking. What do you say to your insurance? Like, my car got wrecked by a peacock, and they're like, okay, act of God. Right, next story. you ready? oh my
1: god, <laughs> still going.
0: Man died falling down a hundred and thirty foot hole he dug after dream he had oh, gold under his home. Yeah. You've seen this.
1: Poor guy. He, like, dug it out himself.
0: The size of the hole, though. It's, really, it's an impressive hole. We're getting to it. <laughs> and elderly, Are we going better
1: than Mel's? <laughs> I, no, I don't know. Mel's <laughs> hole was good. Get out of bed, on the case.
0: Did I ever tell you my dad commented on the picture of Mel's hole when we posted it on Facebook? And he put about her hole. because he oh, I can't believe you're talking about her hole. And I'm like, Mel was a man. <laughs> and my dad was just being dirty. And... <laughs> And uh, he's, sorry, teach you don't him listen, for being so
1: gendered, wouldn't
0: Yes. <laughs> can't assume the gender of Mel and his hole. <laughs> An elderly man who dreams there was gold buried under his kitchen floor has died after falling down the 130-foot hole he dug trying to find it. Jael Pimenta da Silva, 71, lost his balance before plummeting down the shafts, 35 inches wide and 13 stories deep so on January the 5th. It's serious maybe it old. even,
1: like, goes that far down, like, under a house.
0: I know. It's, like, into the earth. And it's, like, a serious... It's, like, deadly straight. It is like a shaft. It's like a well. Mm. I don't know how... Oh, it was well done. And he's 71. It's not
1: like well impressive to just, like, dig that far <laughs> at any age, but, like, 71.
0: Neighbours said the pensioner had grown obsessed with the idea there was treasure underneath the property... Arnaldo da Silva told local media, "Shell had spent more than a year digging the hole and hired many people to do the excavating work. So he actually hired like local people, holesmen, to come and do it for him. Okay. So if you're like looking for a hole to be dug, these people are like, they'll we'll just rob your money. <laughs> they will just rob you and they will dig a fucking good hole.
1: Because at no point, no one went." I think you just had a dream, mate. Like, I don't think it meant anything. <laughs> Can you imagine well, his wife? Here. His wife is like, I've been asking him to fix that cupboard for the last three years, but he's got time to dig a hole, innit? he? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: my kitchen ruined. Is it the story of the guy that had the killdozer? Was he the one that had, like, the golds? He thought there was gold in his back garden and it was just loads of people on meth and he <laughs> had them digging up his garden in, like, a mine shaft to get gold. his golds? Was it the Killdozer guy or another one? It's a similar story. Why is this guy on
1: meth as well? <laughs>
0: no, I don't think this guy was on meth. I think he just old. He, he began by paying £11.30 a day when the hole was still shallow, but the deeper it went, the more the costs went up.
1: £11.30 a day? I know. And, oh no. Who's working for that?
0: He ended up paying around £80 to anyone who entered the hole and helped to remove earth. He had hit a large stone that appears, which was difficult to remove, and there were rumours he'd been talking about trying to get hold of dynamite. <laughs> the neighbour said Zhao claimed to have been told by a spirit in a dream there was gold under the rock below his kitchen floor, and he tried to warn him of the danger of the mission, but was ignored. The lengths men all go to get out of the washing up. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deny it, I'm in the hole. <laughs> Got to dig the hole up, sorry. <laughs> Got to get that gold. Local reports said the victim was believed to have slipped and plunged to his death from a wooden platform near the top of the hole as he tried to exit it following work to remove water and mud. A friend he was working with was unable to save him. Mm-hmm. His body was removed by emergency services. He was found to have suffered head injuries and broken legs as well as other fractures. I never thought I'd talk about holes again. Just saying it just r- brings me back to a better time. No, that's horrible, though. I am, what a way It to amazes go. me
1: as well, though, that, like, it went that far. That, like, nobody... And I get, you know, obviously when someone's got, like, an idea and they're running with it, it is, like, quite hard to stop people. But that, like people should have though at least gone well I'm not I'm not doing it for you because this is mental
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's a, someone will if you pay the money £11.30 a, a day <laughs> yeah but it's in Brazil I don't know if that's good wages or not out there to be fair, yeah, fair. so I'm willing to
1: should have got Felipe on it because he was like six foot ago anyway so <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was in Brazil also 13 stories that's quite the drop.
1: I just, I am just like, imagine being his wife. <laughs> but he's just like, just another two stories, all right? Then I'll give up, then I'll give up. She's like, yeah, yeah. It, I right. imagine
0: it's similar to the wife of the bloke that jumped in the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, she's digging the hole again. But it's. It's like, all right, fair enough, you're digging the hole yourself. But when you start paying people to start digging the hole for you, it's when you're a bit like, oh, you know That's what? That's the
1: point. It's like, what was the treasure worth then? You spent more getting the hole.
0: Yeah, but you don't know how much gold there was under that rock.
1: <laughs> I do. None. None. There was no gold.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine when they went to retrieve his body at the bottom that they actually found, like, the gold?
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Look, whoa. Well, I'll be. There it was. Then the government claimed it. <laughs> right. Well, that's sad and horrifying. This next one, I'm going to really apologise because I'm going to butcher so many names in this. Where are we going in the world? A Chinese chess okay. champion has been stripped of their win after being accused of taking a dump in a hotel bathtub.
1: <laughs> Why would that mean you can't win? I don't no, know. There's a lot
0: more to it than that. The, the headline's actually quite vague for the story. Okay. 48-year-old Yan Cheng Long beat dozens of contenders to be named shang King at an amateur chess competition in China's Henan province on December the 17th. The champion was awarded £10,991 for his victory. However, things took a turn for the gross the next morning (laughs) when Yan was accused of shitting in the bathtub by staff at the contestant hotel.
1: I take it. There was a toilet.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: I take it. He had options.
0: <laughs> on Monday, the Chinese Changki Association, the CXA, announced that they were stripping the champion of his title and prize money on grounds of disrupting public order and displaying extremely bad character. <laughs> it's not really public order if it's in your private hotel. Yeah, but displaying extremely bad character is probably fair enough.
1: Yeah, but I also just still don't get what that means. Like, he doesn't get to win the chess game. It's not like he's shit on the chessboard. board.
0: Like- uh, I suppose it's part of Chinese <laughs> culture that that's a really bad look on their chess community. I don't God. know. According to Global Times, Yan had been drinking with friends following his victory. <laughs> he is said to have defecated in the bathtub the following morning. His behaviour damaged the hotel's property, violated the public order and good customs, and caused a negative impact on Chinese chess, the CXA said. (laughs) Yan has since responded, claiming he got the runs after drinking too much. (laughs) We've all been there. Maybe not in the bath.
1: I was going to say, that sounds like someone with a hangover that got in a shower. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then... (laughs) He tried to waffle stump, but it weren't enough. Yeah, yeah. It has been reported that he failed to make it to the toilet in time and couldn't help but defecate in the bathtub. On top of the diarrhoea drama, <laughs> he's also been accused of using a communication device similar to anal beads in right. order to cheat. This is why it's actually excluded then. Chinese social media was awash with accusations claiming the chess player clenched and unclenched his butt cheeks to communicate information about the game via codes to a computer the device would then send back instructions on what moves to make in the form of vibrations. Jan has denied all allegations of cheating. But this The is... last
1: guy that got accused of that... Oh, sorry, is that what you're yes. now just about? Okay, yes, I'll, I'll wait.
0: But this isn't the first time the chess world has been rocked by a sex toy scandal. In 2022, chess grandmaster Hans Neiman was forced to deny claims he'd used anal beads to cheat during a tournament. Following his win during the third round of the Sink Sink Who Fell Cup I don't know, I'm not a chess guy. (laughs) Rumours started circulating online that Neiman had hidden vibrating anal beads in his shoe to offer signals indicating the right move to make. Responding to allegations, he said they were he said that they were a targeted attack designed to ruin his chess career. He'd also said he'd be willing to play naked to prove his innocence. But that doesn't work if you're playing with anal beads. I thought he did I thought get, get
1: proven innocent.
0: Oh, I thought the guy. anal beads were actually in him, not in his shoe.
1: No, I thought it was like now that was... Oh, okay. I like, didn't
0: know you was like, up to date in the, the chess scene. Maybe I'm not. I oh thought God, I, I saw know. somewhere
1: that it had been like disproven. You're, yeah, you might be right. I Which don't is know. what I was gonna say before you started talking about that case was,
0: that he was in relation to the first
1: one. Wasn't the other one actually? They did work out that was all bollocks. And is oh, it just okay. gonna be the same with him? But maybe I'm wrong. Let us know. I can't remember. I don't
0: know. If you're into chess or anal beads, <laughs> hit us up. Highlystrangepod at gmail dot com. Right, I'm gonna call this one my last one because we're getting on a bit. Okay. Pastor accused of Pastor accused of trying to throw a cook Into a deep fryer at McDonald's For disrespecting his wife (laughs) Police have accused a North Carolina pastor Of attacking a McDonald's cook And trying to push him into a deep fryer Dwayne Waden, 57 Was arrested on Thursday And charged with assault After police were called to a McDonald's branch On S Main Street
1: I really heard that headline as like pasta. Like, a piece of pasta.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's not spaghetti. Pasta. (laughs) Pasta, pasta, Pasta. whatever. It's not pronounced pasta, is it?
1: It's here, isn't it? It's a pasta. It's it's a pasta. It's a pasta.
0: Pastor. I don't know. It's happened in North Carolina. (laughs) Wayden is a pastor (laughs) in the Elevated Life International Ministries and works as a semi truck driver, according to his Facebook page. He turned up at the fast food joint to assist his wife, Latoya Gladney, who is a manager in training at the branch, per police investigation records that Business Insider has seen. Gladney, 44, had called her husband to help handle employees who she told police were disrespecting her. On entering the restaurant, police say Wade walked straight around the counter and launched an assault on a 34-year-old cook. The offender came into the McDonald's on Main Street, walked around the corner and placed his hands around the neck of the victim, pushing his head towards the Deep He is then accused of now. pushing the cook several times, leaving him with scratches down his neck and a large contusion to his forehead and right eye. Emergency services were called to the scene, but his family took him to a hospital for treatment. Waden did not stop the assault until several employees pulled him off the victim and restrained him until police arrived.
1: So he didn't actually even hear him them say something about his wife. His no, wife was like... His right, wife told him. They've been he, saying this about me.
0: And he came in like fucking Liam Neeson from Taken. Yeah. After viewing security camera footage of the incident, police arrested the Pasteur and charged <laughs> him with assault. A trial has been scheduled for twenty second of January, and a one thousand dollar bail bond has been set. So that is twenty. Is today his his hearing, hearing. Is today?
1: Oh, you'll have to uh, update us.
0: <laughs> I did have a last story about Baba Vanga. I was going to oh, go like on about predictions. her predictions for the year, but uh, fuck it. It's all we're we're gonna die or something. I don't <laughs>
1: know. <laughs> so I that, hope um. I like, genuinely hope that guy like gets a prison sentence.
0: That you you can't just... you storm into a McDonald's and shove, try to shove someone's head in a fryer. No. No.
1: And, like, even without being, like, actually dunked into the oil, you're still going to get, like, burns from being near it.
0: Yeah, because it spits up. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I would imagine some of his injuries are quite serious.
0: Well, what? A time. What has happened since we've been away? I know. It honestly feels like the world started to fall. That all apart. happened
1: in the space of about two months.
0: Two in two months, all that happened.
1: <laughs> Double
0: aliens, aliens, Dino peacocks rats. on the rampage. <laughs> Toilets explode. Can't even trust a toilet now. <laughs> I I think twice when I go to the toilet since I read that. Yeah, that's why I, felt I Did it in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone shit in your bathtubs just in case your toilet explodes
1: <laughs> not if you're a chess player no. they will accuse you of no, having if beans
0: if you're in a chess tournament don't do it
1: that's a weird i just feel like that like going forward that's like going to be a pattern of like anyone that wins chess that is like who they didn't want them to win are going to be like
0: you're going to have to do like a full cavity search before every chess tournament now
1: what the thing with it as well, though, is then it's like, if they believe that, why have you not arrested, or not arrested, but like, looked into two people? Because someone's got to be watching the other guy and yeah. setting off the vibration all, for that to work. A,
0: there's always a man in the chair, yeah. and there's but, someone in <laughs> <with> But that's <laughs> what, is so
1: like, why are you not investigating him and I don't them? know. Because you can't do it on your own, because if was just vibrating on its own, that that's just a kink that's not cheating (laughs) fascinating
0: thank you very much
1: what a brilliant start to the year
0: you're very welcome we'll start as we mean to go on
1: (laughs) yeah welcome back
0: I thought we'd ease us into the year because it's been a while
1: (laughs) well don't expect that same courtesy in the next episode (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to post
0: on Instagram for this it's either an exploding toilet or a peacock I don't know
1: All I will say is try and actually watch that video in the first episode, as in like listeners listen like watch the video as you're hearing the story. Yeah, the
0: jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, you can literally type in jelly. You type in jellyfish on YouTube and it's the first thing that comes up straight away. So you'll find it. Get that ready. Enjoy. Watch that, and then uh, yes.
1: Yeah. So, how do we end these episodes? Can't remember. I can't remember. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at highlystrangepod.
0: Um you can email us email us in your stories for next time if you want at highlystrangepod at gmail.com
1: and please like rate share Review. whatever yeah please leave us all your wonderful five stars and we'll
0: see you next week S- we will see you next we week we will we will <laughs> promise you
1: <laughs> bye bye